Hello and welcome to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. And before we dive into who our guest is today, Joe is going to remind us of the show's purpose. Yeah, the show's purpose is, is, you know, as Rotarians, we're all very um, hell-bent on um, service. And what we wanted to do is design a show that would reach current Rotarians and future Rotarians uh, about service. And, you know, Rotary has many types of different kinds of service that we partner with different groups and we, we have different types of service that comes organically through Rotary. And we just really, at the end of the day, want to have great people on, like John, like we have today. We're really excited to have you on and uh, tell great stories and really get people energized about serving their communities. In more ways than one. Yeah. Nice job. Local and abroad. Local and abroad. And so um, Joe did give us a little um, sneak preview of who our guest is today, but let's officially introduce him. We have John Sermon, who is a media producer. Um, his company is Sin Sermon Production Incorporated. Welcome, John. We're happy to have you. Thank you for inviting me. We really like to take this first segment of the show to get to know our guests and um, help our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So my first question, I'm sure that the guys will have questions too, but my first question is, where are you um, hailing from? Are you here in Minnesota? Are you somewhere else in the country? I'm uh, actually in Wisconsin. I'm right on the border with uh, Minnesota and and, uh, Wisconsin. And most of my work, a lot of my work is in the Twin Cities area, although I do work all over the, the country and all over the world. I've shot in, shot projects in all 50 states and over two dozen foreign countries. In fact, I'm going to Zimbabwe uh, next Thursday for a project. Beautiful. Wow, cool. And fellow Wisconsinite. <laughs> I'm from. <laughs> Always nice to come across a fellow Wisconsinite. So. Um. How long have you obviously been in doing this for a long time to, to get to all those places? Um, what got you started? Um, I always loved telling stories and I loved, uh, especially loved telling stories with pictures. I found out when I was a, a young kid, I had, I got a little Instamatic X15 Kodak camera and uh, I took a bunch of pictures and people, you know, would kind of say, Oh, this, this is cool. This is, you know, a great story that you've made with these pictures. And so I went to school uh, and, and, uh, Got a master's degree in radio, television, and film, and uh, many, I mean, over a number of years. And then uh, I started working uh, at a little media company out in Jacksboro, Texas. I was uh, raised in, and born in Texas. And from there, I went to work for Flight Safety International. I did aviation training videos for the military and corporate aviation. And then I got hired away by a teleproduction company in Dallas, AMS Production Group. And I worked there for about seven years. And then in 1991, I started my own business, Cine Sermon Productions Incorporated. And I haven't looked back. And the rest I, is I history. Do, <laughs> Here I we projects. are. Yeah. I do broadcast projects. I do corporate projects. And then I do ad agency projects. What What brought you to the Midwest? Um, my wife. I married <laughs> her. <laughs> I've heard that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucked me right in. <laughs> when we got married uh, 28 years ago, uh, I knew that uh, we were one day would be up in Wisconsin, her ho- her old hometown of uh, Dresser, Wisconsin. And I knew that, uh, you know, as long as there's a, a large uh, you know, metroplex nearby and a good airport, that uh, 
I could pretty much work anywhere, so that uh, wasn't a problem. And so what? where is the nearest metropolis area from you? We are 50 miles from Minneapolis, St. Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Us. Oh, okay. Falls. Oh, yeah. you said Taylor's Falls. I'm sorry. Saint Paul, I... Falls. <laughs> well, St. Paul Falls and Taylor's Falls, it's kind of synonymous. <laughs> Aren't you from there? You don't know. I don't know. I don't know all of the cities and towns in Wisconsin. Well, but yeah, sorry. I missed like, that. Yeah, everyone knows where Taylor's Falls is, but yes. nobody knows that across the river is St. Croix Falls. So Yes. That's yep. funny. There you go. Uh, have you done work? Are you a Rotarian up there? Or you just I am a Rotarian. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm a Rotarian. I've done a number of uh, projects for Rotary, uh, you know, pro bono stuff. And then uh, this by far is my largest project to date. Wow. Very cool. The show very could cool. use a pro bono project. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the things I learned from owning a business is pro bono spawn, spawns more pro bono. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, yes, it does. That, that is very true. And so can you share real quick what the project is? Um, is do you want the 30-second version or the 10 Let's do 30-second version because then we're going to oh. really dive into yeah. it here okay. in these next segments. Um, drones will soon be... Um, uh, re- require a new re- uh, rule in the United States, which will ground probably about a million drones. Uh, I, from attending a rotary meeting in Lviv, Ukraine, back in March, I learned that uh, they can repurpose drones by putting a thermal imaging camera on them, and they can detect landmines using a drone. So I'd like to see us repurpose our our obsolete drones here in, in the United States, collect them through all the different rotary clubs organically across the United States send them to Ukraine, and then let the Rotary Clubs there disperse them to the cities that are in need of land on mine detection. Very cool. Uh, before we dive into that in the next segment, I got a question. You said you went to a Rotary meeting in Ukraine. How many different countries have you visited Rotary Clubs in? in all, yeah. Do you always go visit uh, when you're when Yeah, you're we've, been, uh, we've been to a meeting in India. We've been to Ukraine. We've been to one in Germany, um, Belize, um, you know, I can't think of all of them, but quite a few. But I mean, we always, my wife and I travel together with this uh, this mission group and uh, medical mission group. And so whenever we're, uh, it's a possible for us to do this, we, we do visit a Rotary Club. And I have to give a shout out to our friends in uh, Belize. The Rotary Club there basically facilitates our medical mission trip. And if it weren't for them, we weren't would not be able to do what we do. That's that's incredible. So that was going to be one of my questions was it just happened, happened chance that you were in Ukraine for this Rotarian meeting. And then all of a sudden, this is how you found out about all of the stuff that was happening. Yeah, no, we were there for a medical mission trip to do uh, cleft lip and palate surgeries and and to uh, teach at the medical school and, and teach at some of the hospitals, some of the surgeons in our group. And so I am. I work half time as their uh, mission, as their uh, media director, and so I always uh, record the, you know, all the goings on, and I come back and I do the storytelling and uh, documentation of the the trips that we make. That's really neat. Tell us your favorite story of, you know, one of your service trips, and maybe one of the best uh, best stories that you've got. Just kind of a random. It doesn't have to be do with uh, the drone project or anything like that. Um, gosh, I got a, I've got a <laughs> stories. Are you are you looking for a service above self? Sure. Kind of yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the biggest one I think is is the Rotary Club Club in Belize because there are about twelve active members 
And they have helped to literally build this hospital through rotary projects. They are always fundraising in this tiny, tiny town of Orange Walk, Belize. And again, uh, we've been partnering with them for 26 years to do these craniofacial camps where our team comes and does cleft lip and palate surgeries and ear reconstructions and a number of other uh, plastic surgeries. But we would not be able to do it if it weren't for the support of the Rotarians. They provide our transportation and country. They, they are constantly bringing food up for all of our meals and snacks and beverages and, and uh, just whatever kind of support we need. And it's just 12 people. And then likewise, the International uh, Lviv Rotary Club, the one that my wife and I attended uh, in Lviv, Ukraine, it has about 12 members. And last year, Ukraine was given, I think it was $13 million in aid through Rotary International. And of that $13 million, this one club got $1.1 million because they do so many incredible projects to help the people in the war effort in Ukraine. So again, you don't have to be a giant club with 200 people. You know, that's, that's two examples of two small clubs with 12 people that are, they're moving mountains. It's just amazing. And that right there is the very power of rotary. (laughs) It does not matter. Like you said, the, the size of the rotary um, club and it's, it's just what kind of impact do they want to make and how, how hard are they willing to push? So when, to make you, that happen. when you go and visit the clubs, you're, you're shooting and trying to tell the story on top of, you know, just visiting often. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. If I would have thought about it, I could have had some some images from the Rotary Club in Lviv that I or or the Rotary Club in uh, Belize where I could have uh, done you shared screens with you. But uh, we'll grab uh, you can send them after and we'll, we'll try and put some stills okay. on. So, yeah, we can add those okay. in and people will be able to check them out. And yeah. Um, yeah, no, that could be cool to cool to see because I'm sure that's part of as you told us the storytelling and uh, that's what you do. So we'll we'll definitely link some and put them up because it uh, I think we'd be pretty interested to see with uh, in in Ukraine. How is that a a big city? I'm not familiar with it. Or is it more uh, more rural? Um, Lviv is gosh, I don't know the numbers, but I would say probably Lviv in the greater area is probably about a million people. Um, oh, okay. So it's it's a fairly sizable town. And we've, when we got there, we got a, 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 an app called Air Alert. And Air Alert basically uh, lets you know when there's incoming missiles or drones or bombs, and it tells you to seek shelter. So it's kind of interesting. You check it into your hotel. and uh, We stayed at a really nice hotel <laughs> in Lviv. And, you know, you get your keys, and they go, okay, and now we're going to show you where the bomb shelter is. Wow. I mean, that's kind of a, something that's, that, you know, is not a standard uh <laughs> Procedure (laughs) and the the week before we were there, six people were killed in a missile attack, and people were like, "Wow, well, weren't you afraid to? You weren't you concerned about that?" And it's like, "Well, that's like saying six people were killed in a missile attack in attack in Minneapolis yesterday. That wouldn't keep me from going to Minneapolis because it's." It's just got to be your day, you know, yeah. to get hit like that. But oh God. <laughs> we, we get, my wife and I continue to get the 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 alerts, even though, um, um, even though we're not in country because our friends are there, and we yeah. want to share their uh, their uh, experience, and that's our opportunity to pray for our friends whenever we get the air alert. And I got one yeah. just this morning. We got about two a day almost. That's wild. Well, that'll be a great way to segue into, into our, our next We segment. should launch into our next yes, one. Yes, wow. Unintended. Yeah. Well, sure. uh, <laughs> yeah. 
As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. We'll be back. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. Exciting news for Minnesota Rotarians. A Rotary International Site Review Team is visiting the Twin Cities for three days. That's because we're under consideration to host the worldwide 2029 Rotary International Convention. So let's unite and showcase the spirit of Minnesota and our Rotary enthusiasm on Wednesday, September 27th at the Nicollet Island Pavilion in Minneapolis. It's got the best views of Minneapolis bridges and the skyline. There will be hors d'oeuvres, a cash bar, and live music from one of our own. St. Paul Peterson, who is the president-elect of Rotary Club of Edina. Registration is $25 and can be done through your own club or district website. Plus, there's plenty of free parking. Again, that's Wednesday, September 27th from 6 until 8 p.m. at the Nicollet Island Pavilion in Minneapolis. Come early at 5.30 and help greet our guests. So wine, dine, and mingle with visiting international state and local dignitaries on September 27th as we push for Minnesota to host the worldwide 2029 Rotary International Convention. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. <laughs> As a reminder, <laughs> you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... We love five-star reviews. Like, comment, share it. 
And you can find us by looking up, searching for service on any of the platforms. We're doing right. it. We and, are doing and, it. And we like to play musical chairs. <laughs> we like to play musical chairs. Switch the microphones. <laughs> if you are tuning in for the first time, we have John Sermon, on, who is a media producer and owner of Sin Sermon Production Incorporated. Um, so this last segment, we really got we dove into who is John Sermon and got to know him a little bit better. And this next segment, we're going to really dive into what is the purpose of having John on this show. Um, there's a big purpose, actually. And so, John, would you please share with our listeners? Um, we we gave them a little bit of a preview in the first segment about um, some of the drone stuff that you're focusing on. But let's give them a, a little bit longer briefing on that. All right. Thank you. Um, so my wife and I were in Lviv, Ukraine on a medical mission trip uh, back in March of uh, 2023. And whenever we travel, we always try and, and visit a local Rotary Club. So we went to the international downtown Lviv Rotary Club, and we were very welcome there. It was a very small group, but we had a delightful uh, time with them and were just blown away with the things that this tiny club has done. And during the course of the meeting, uh, someone commented that a 17-year-old high school student figured out how to put a thermal imaging camera on the bottom of a, a prosumer drone and uh, map minefields. Uh, Ukraine has been very heavily mined. Ukraine is the uh, has more landmines in it than any other country on planet Earth, including Afghanistan. And one of the NGOs that does mine clearing and just finished clearing Croatia uh, after 30 years of mine clearing has determined it'll take about 737 years to clear all the landmines in Ukraine. Now, we're not talking about landmines in uh, strategic locations along military lines. The Soviets left them everywhere. They're in farm fields, they're in front yards, they're on the side of the road. They are everywhere because they want to deter the Ukrainian people from coming back to their homes and their villages. Uh, in fact, one of the gentlemen that I was on a Zoom call early in this project with his uh, friend went back to his home to just check on things because the whole village had to be abandoned when the Russians took over and his leg was blown off in his front yard um, by a landmine. And he had no idea that they would have gone that far into these communities or into those areas. But um, the landmines are called double tap mines, uh, meaning the second person that steps on it is the one that trips it. And um, this, the purpose for this is not only to, injure people, but to injure the people who come in to rescue the people. And the mines are meant to maim you, not to kill you, so that you become a drain on the medical, um, the local med medical um, industry and, and, or the national health industry, as well as uh, you became a drain on society because you've been uh, injured. So mm -hmm. it's, it, landmines are a terrible thing. And again, they're everywhere. It's keeping people from going back home. And there's got to be a better way to, to clear landmines. Uh, again, it, it's, uh, it will take, they expect about 737 years to clear all the landmines in Ukraine. It's just so, wild. That's yeah. So, take that amount of time, but it's understandable if you've got them all over the place. Right. Um, and I could tell you some other stories that these people shared with me, but I know that we're under a time constraint of eight more minutes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, if you like, I can get to the point of what, what we're asking for. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, let's chat about it. Okay. So on Feb on uh, September 16th, uh, the FAA rolls out um, their 
remote ID project and remote ID basically, or it's a law and remote ID basically states that every drone in the United States must be equipped with remote ID. If John, it's not equipped. Sorry to interrupt you. Yep. Will you tell us why the drones are important first? You're talking about the drones, but how they can clear them with the drones. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Make the connection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A bit okay. That. Yeah. Sorry. I've told the story so many times. Yeah. I forget we talked about it earlier, and I'm like, yeah. that's, a, yeah. that's a cool so, point and an important well, basically, one. Sorry. The student figured out that they could put a thermal imaging camera on the bottom of a drone that that basically sees heat, and so in the cool of the evening, he goes up over these these fields and looks down on them, and of course, these drones have very very accurate GPS locating. And he can take a photo of a field, and everywhere where there's a, a metal mine, that mine will glow in the ground. So you see all these little dots all over the ground, and each one of those is a landmine. And with the mapping system on the drone, he can be accurate within three centimeters of each drone. So no longer do they have to go in manually and sweep them with magnetic detectors by hand. They can hand somebody this map, and then they, they sync up the the GPS coordinates, you know, from the corner of the field or the corner of the road or whatever, and they can go in and know exactly where every mine is in that area. And then they can, uh, you know, quickly or not quickly, but it's, it's quicker because they're, yeah. they're not searching for them. They know exactly where they are and the, uh, the team comes in to dispose of them. So when you've got that many mines, they need every resource they can get to, to find the mines so that they can be deactivated. And the, the drones will do that. Sorry, so I, I wanted to make sure that was a big. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. So while so while this is you know this is all coming to fruition um, with this high schooler who 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 has figured this out over here nationally or domestically, I should say, we have on September sixteenth. You were saying, um, actually, I'm just going to let you take it away because I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to be so, able to reiterate yeah, it like so, you could. So actually, it was a it was the kid from Ukraine that that figured this out. Right. It yeah. was yep. in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So on September 16th, every drone in the the U.S. will be required to to have remote ID. And as a side note, I, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but I teach a, a part 107 commercial drone class at the University of Northwestern St. Paul, and so I'm very familiar with all the rules. I work very closely with the FAA inventing my materials and and every now and then we I have a conversation with their their guy to you know for specific questions or whatever but anyway the point is um if you don't have remote id your your drone is illegal in the united states on the 17th and remote id basically is a radio transmitter that shows other aircraft it shows uh um air traffic controllers and it shows law enforcement what the exact location of the drone is and the exact location of the operator and this will help the FAA crack down on illegal drone operations, which there are very, very many. Um, and so, again, if you don't have that, your drone is garbage. It's it's useless. You cannot take off in the United States on September 17th if you don't have remote ID. So this is going to render probably between half, half a million to a million drones obsolete. I have three of these Phantom 3 drones None of these have remote ID, and all three go in the dumpster on the mm. 17th because I can't fly it legal in the United States. Okay. So my thought was, well, why don't, why don't we collect and repurpose these drones for landmine uh, detection in Ukraine? Well, the problem with that is I can't send a drone to Ukraine because a drone can be weaponized. This drone will, will lift about a pound, 
and a hand grenade weighs about five ounces less than a pound. And so that my, you know, my drone could be weaponized and the U.S. government will not allow us to ship weapons to Ukraine. Sure. So if we could do this as a, a rotary international humanitarian project and guarantee that these drones will only be used for humanitarian purposes only, uh, then the U.S. government will lift that ban and allow us to ship drones into Ukraine for the purpose of landmine detection. It is just incredible. The like connection points that are happening here from you visiting that rotary in Ukraine, finding out about what this high schooler has done in Ukraine for the drones and the, um, the heat, the heat recognition and all that stuff coming back here. I think, and then finding all uh, out about all of this that is happening on September 16th and going, Ah, well, what if instead of right. wasting oh, this, having all of this stuff just go into the garbage, doing this repurposing, and it's just incredible, John. It's absolutely incredible. Right. And it's so cool, and, too. And, you know, we want to be good citizens. We don't want to fill landmines up or land li- landfills. landfills up right. with the uh, plastic or NICAD batteries because the batteries become useless, too. So it's a great way to repurpose and, uh, and do something really good for society. If somebody doesn't know, you know, if their drone is compliant or not, is it? How do they know if what they yeah. own is not uh, legal? Come the sixteenth, is there uh, an easy way to big, identify it? <laughs> yeah, there's the big catch. We yeah. don't know. I mean, I know for a fact that because of the date that my drones were manufactured, it was before they started talking about remote ID. I also own a, a DJI uh, Air Two S, and before I bought it two years ago, I asked the manufacturer, "Will this be remote ID compliant?" And they said. We can't tell you if it will or not, but you'll know on the day on you know that it rolls out on the 16th if it is. And so my thought is um, a lot of these manufacturers have, have put software in the drones that they can automatically switch on when you download your updates, and okay. it will switch on the remote ID. Uh, and no one wants to say that they've got it just in case the FAA changes the parameters or sure. changes something else because then they go, oh, well, we didn't add that. Yeah. And so um, no one's saying that they've got it, so you won't really know until the 16th uh, when it goes into effect. And there's a possibility. I, I talked to my um, FAA um, friend in, um, in the drone, their drone department, and I said, is there a possibility that all these drones will be geofenced out of even taken off or grounded uh, electronically? And he said, we cannot ask any manufacturer to do that. But it, there, there's always that possibility that DJI might, in their wisdom, say, or, you know, automatically geofence you out from even taking off um, the next day. Uh, and I have been geofenced out flying uh, legitimate jobs um, electronically. So I do know that it, it works and it happens. Um, so it, that's a possibility. It's a possibility your drone just might not work that day, and you know it's uh, obsolete, basically. Yeah. What you're trying to say, too, is all my aerial photography and drone work is going to go uh, up in price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, also, I, I, I got to add this because I'm a licensed pilot and I'm a teacher. Um, if you are not part 107 uh, and you're flying and taking photos of things and posting them, you are in violation of uh, a couple rules there with part 107. There are over 800 mm-hmm. categories of commercial uh video or commercial flight with drones. And uh, as my friend Paul says, it's easier to say what's allowed than it is what's not allowed. And what's allowed is if you own a drone, you can fly it in a um, in an air park that if you belong to a chartered uh, air club or model fl- uh, flying model club, 
and because there's an exclusion for those people, but it, it can't just be you. It has to be, you have to be a member of a chartered flying club. And that's the only way you can fly in U.S. airspace. Well, and John, what Thank else? You. What else is not allowed is us going over on our so we'll we'll pick up this convo in a on our in next, next segment. Thank you for tuning in. This is Kelly with uh, Searching for a Service. This is Joe, and I'm Chad. We'll be back. Of the things we think, say, or do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to walk outside? Will it be a good will and better friendship? Is it the truth? Is it fair to walk outside? Will it be beneficial to walk outside? Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing now was performed by Rotary Club of Dar es Salaam Oyster Bay. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. Exciting news for Minnesota Rotarians. A Rotary International Site Review Team is visiting the Twin Cities for three days. That's because we're under consideration to host the worldwide 2029 Rotary International Convention. So let's unite and showcase the spirit of Minnesota and our Rotary enthusiasm on Wednesday, September 27th at the Nicollet Island Pavilion in Minneapolis. It's got the best views of Minneapolis bridges and the skyline. There will be hors d'oeuvres, a cash bar, and live music from one of our own. St. Paul Peterson, who is the president-elect of Rotary Club of Edina. Registration is $25 and can be done through your own club or district website. Plus, there's plenty of free parking. Again, that's Wednesday, September 27th from 6 until 8 p.m. at the Nicollet Island Pavilion in Minneapolis. Come early at 5.30 and help greet our guests. So wine, dine, and mingle with visiting international state and local dignitaries on September 27th as we push for Minnesota to host the worldwide 2029 Rotary International Convention. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. 
As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges, from supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation. We tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... Like, comment, share it. And we're also on YouTube. By You can find us by searching for Searching for Service. No, look, look, up, it. look it up. But, <laughs> yeah, you can find us on all the platforms by uh, searching the name Searching for Service. <laughs> We always um, we always have fun with that one. So, <laughs> if you're tuning in for the first time, um, we have John Sermon, on, who is a media producer and um, owns his own company, Sin Sermon Production Incorporated. Um, so we are really getting we're we've been doing a deep dive into um, this drone drone project, and so. Okay. Go ahead. It's, it's okay. You know, John, something I'm really super uh, curious about is what happens if for whatever reason it does not become a humanitarian project? What would you do with drones that you've collected at that point? That is an awesome question, uh, Chad. Um, and I've thought a lot about that. Um, you know, if, if this doesn't become a humanitarian project, you know, through Rotary, it's essentially dead because no U.S. politician is going to pick this up and run with it. And uh, and it would be literally impossible to get this through Congress without it being a human, humanitarian uh, effort. So my next thought is we try and uh, contact some Rotary clubs in uh, Poland sure. because we can ship um, drones to Poland and they can do whatever they want with them. Well, well why don't okay. you ship them over to Ukraine and, and let's use them there. So okay. that's our plan B is if, if we can't make it work as a, a real rotary project, then we do that. And, and I don't know that, to be honest, I don't know that we could legally even use rotary clubs to collect them because, you know, we've kind of tipped our hand as to what we're doing. And if rotary international says, no, we don't want to be a part of it to, yeah. to have a rotary club, you know, follow through and start collecting drones. You know, we're looking at, you know, big issues and big problems. So, it's, it'll make it really, really hard to collect if uh, Rotary does not accept this as an international sure. um, project. But it, but it is so important to get the word out now because, I mean, the, the deadline soon and then, you know, you're <laughs> going to have a lot of people with, with dead drones. Yeah. They're going to go, what well, am I supposed to do with this thing? Yeah. And, you know, my I have just – I pulled all my hair out over this project <laughs> in the last four months. Um the you know, I started this back in April, right after. I mean, I, I I mentioned this to them at the meeting in March, and I said, "Hey, we could do this thing," and they go, "Oh yeah, let's work on it. Let's work on it." And so I've been working on it since April, and 
Uh, first, I was having all kinds of problems on the U.S. side getting any politician to listen to me. And, um, you know, because they all said it's impossible because you're, you're sending something can be weaponized. And I said, mm-hmm. well, what if we made it humanitarian? Well, yeah, then we can do it. So then we started working with Rotary and, and Rotary, the president is, is very excited about the project, but he needs a letter from a ministry or a cabinet level position in Ukraine saying mm-hmm. that they want it. Well, that took three months to get. And allegedly this morning, um, we're going to get that letter, but it has to go to the embassy and what their the Ukrainian embassy in, in Washington, D.C. to get approved. And then it goes to the president of Rotary a week later. So mm-hmm. we're going to be after the deadline by the time Rotary gets the letter. And I get bombarded every day uh, with ads to update my rote, my my uh, drone because you know it's gonna if you don't have remote id you're gonna be you know grounded in violation and, yeah yeah you, so you best buy a new drone now here's the sale we're having and so you know there are drone owners across the united states that are getting these ads and mm-hmm. once they get their new drone they're gonna trash their old one because it is illegal to fly so mm. yeah. um i i really really i kept trying to, str- to stress to my friends in ukraine if we if we get on this after the 16th, we could lose you know hundreds of drones every single day. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, um, I think we mentioned on another segment that you know I've estimated that there's between half a million and a million drones that are going to be obsolete. So, right. you know, how many of those could we net if we could get this going sooner? But um, the wheels of government just turn dreadfully slow. So hold on to yours until you know how to throw it away. Yeah. Right. So, 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 if you, so the the message to people that are listening to this is hang on to your old drones. We might have something for you. Mm-hmm. Ukraine's dealing with literal landmines. Yeah. John's dealing with the proverbial landmines of, of the politics. Bureaucracy. Bu- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but it sounds like that we'll, we'll hopefully have a solution here. But I do applaud you for – I think it's such creative thinking yeah. regardless of outcome. It's such creative thinking and opportunity. Like it meets the opportunity. I mean how often does an entire segment of you know something become obsolete? Right. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. And, and to be yeah. able to repurpose that almost immediately to something that can help humanity and you know really – kind of neutralize this unthinkable, you know, reality that Ukraine is dealing with. Mm-hmm. How well, here's, here's one other thing that, that might work in our favor. Uh, in talking to my uh, contact at the FAA, he said that probably about 50% of the drones in the, in the United States are not registered, which is illegal. If you own a drone, it has to be registered. It doesn't matter if it's a micro drone or a prosumer drone or consumer drone or whatever, every drone in the U.S. must be um, licensed uh, unless it weighs less than five grams, which, you know, those little tiny, tiny toy ones. Mm -hmm. So um, he said those people are not getting the ads because they're not registered. And so they're not getting the ads to buy it to upgrade your drone. They're not getting the warnings that remote IDs rolling out on September 16th. So they're totally ignorant to all of this. Yeah. So he said, you can still attack that market because they're probably still flying their drones. Uh, albeit every one of them's flying illegally, yeah. but yeah. you know, that's, he said, your market's not done on the 16th because there are so many people that are, you know, basically 
the outliers that don't follow the rules. So then what does that like, how are you going to get the message to these people? Across so, the nation, yeah, the, yeah, the an awesome show is, like this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> other than this, right? Because this right. is this is this a, show, a perfect platform but, to capitalize on that. But other than right. that, yeah. So that's a great, great question, Kelly. Uh, so what what it would be would be uh, I'll produce a, a little one minute like a PSA. We'll roll that out, and, and this all assumes that Rotary is behind this. We'll we'll roll this out through all the different Rotary clubs through the Rotary International Organization. And have each club in their own community do a social media blitz uh, through their website, through their local media, through their newspaper, through radio shows, interviews, whatever. Wow. And we'll try and do a, um, a rollout that way. And who knows? I, I know some media people. I could probably get on, on TV in the, the Minneapolis market. It, you know, it might get picked up and you know, we might get some, some, uh, some more bandwidth with it that way. But the point is, if we could do it through Rotary, think of how organic it is. I live in a mm-hmm. town of 2,300 people, and we've done projects. We've sent uh, boxes of books or a, a container full of books to Kosovo. We've done water projects in Turkey. We've done water projects in India. We've done sanitation projects in Haiti. I mean, we've done all these things, and it's just like there are 14 of us. Right. And so think of how big Rotary is with just a few people. And in those, those examples I gave you on the other segment where there's 12 people that are doing, that are moving mountains in their clubs. So, you know, once we roll this out, if we could roll this out, you know, across the United States through Rotary, I think that's the way to to do it because we can hit such a huge, huge market. Mm -hmm. Has it been in the news much that this coming up? I haven't noticed it, but uh, there's been, maybe I'm not seeing it, you know, there, if you're not a if you're not a registered drone user, you're probably totally unaware that it's happening. Yeah. I mean, there are so many people that are ignorant of the laws. I mean, when you buy your drone from Best Buy or you know pick your big box place, uh, there's a, a little warning on the side that says make you make sure you follow all the applicable applicable rules of the Federal Aviation Administration. Well, that basically what they're not telling you is there's one way that you can fly it without a license. And that is as a chartered member of a flying club, a radio control flying club in their specific uh, designated space, their their specific airspace, period. You, <laughs> can't some... fly in your, you can't fly in your backyard. You can't fly, you know. And... I have so many follow up questions, but I will I'll save it for after the show because <laughs> it's not in any correlation to what we're talking yeah, and about. No, nobody knows any of these rules. Right. They just go, OK, I'm going to fly safe. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'll just fly safe. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. <laughs> there's a lot, you know, with the radio station, there's stuff we have to do with the FAA because of towers yeah. and stuff. And I mean, it's technical and then you don't, there's not a lot of resources. I mean, other than going right to the website. So I right. get it that it's, it's information that doesn't always get out there on, on right. uh, to the main uh, public. Yeah. And, and, you know, once you're, once you're, once you break, once you break contact with the ground, you are now in, um, you're now in uh, federally, you know, controlled airspace. Mm-hmm. And even if it's class G, which is where I am, which means there's no air traffic controllers, you know, I, I've had several jobs where I've had not incidents or close calls, but I was in the middle of nowhere in North Dakota shooting grain fields for BNSF Railway. And here comes this crop duster zipping through my airspace at 100 feet. Oof. And I was above him. And fortunately, I heard him and saw him that I could get out of his way quick enough. But, you know, we're sharing the same airspace. Uh, yeah. When I was teaching my class, um, 
in uh, St. Paul. Um, I had a student that was flying and here comes a plane under, under the cloud deck. And he was deviating from uh, some rules to avoid, be, he had to be, you know, so many feet below the clouds, but that put him in my airspace. And so, yeah. you know, you have to know all these rules. There's a reason. And one of these days, I hate to even say this, but some punk, punk kid playing with the drone is going to bring down a medevac helicopter or a police helicopter. Oof. And everyone's going to go, how could this ever happen? Yeah. Uh, I, I've got a friend who flies for the news and he has close calls all the time with drones. Uh-huh. And every time he does, because he's got that fancy camera, he shoots both a close up of the face of the drone con- operator with the controller in his hands and a license plate number. And he turns it all over the FAA. Yeah. I think that is a, a perfect way for us to end the segment and roll into our next one. And so as a reminder, you are listening to searching for service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. Exciting news for Minnesota Rotarians. A Rotary International Site Review team is visiting the Twin Cities for three days. That's because we're under consideration to host the worldwide 2029 Rotary International Convention. So let's unite and showcase the spirit of Minnesota and our Rotary enthusiasm on Wednesday, September 27th at the Nicollet Island Pavilion in Minneapolis. It's got the best views of Minneapolis bridges and the skyline. There will be hors d'oeuvres, a cash bar, and live music from one of our own, St. Paul Peterson, who is the president-elect of Rotary Club of Edina. Registration is $25 and can be done through your own club or district website. Plus, there's plenty of free parking. Again, that's Wednesday, September 27th from 6 until 8 p.m. at the Nicollet Island Pavilion in Minneapolis. Come early at 5.30 and help greet our guests. So wine, dine, and mingle with visiting international state and local dignitaries on September 27th as we push for Minnesota to host the worldwide 2029 Rotary International Convention. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for 
everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build good? Will it better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing right now was performed by the Rotary Club of Saskatoon, Natuna in Canada. When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... We like five-star reviews, likes, and sharing. And you can look us up there you go. by putting in Searching for Service. <laughs> <laughs> on your favorite podcasting platforms or YouTube. <laughs> yes. It's so nice to have three people here. We can just boop, boop, boop. You got that? You got that? Okay, perfect. If, you are, if you're tuning in for the first time... It's very unfortunate um, because we've had an incredible guest on by the name of John Sermon. He's a media producer and owner of Sin Sermon Production Incorporated. I'm going to pass it on over to you, Joe. Well, I always like the last segment. We talk about the future and, you know, a lot of times we talk about the projects that we're, you know, we've discussed on the show, Rotary, maybe your role and what you're doing. Um so why don't we just start with that? Like, let's just dream for a moment, and uh, you can just take it away and say, you know, what does this project look like to if you? If it goes through. If it goes through. Yeah. Um, uh, I get kind of emotional when I think about this, but if it goes through, there will be hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians who will be able to go back to their homes and not worry about being maimed or killed. They won't worry about their farm animals or their pets being maimed or killed, and they'll be able sure. to live in peace and uh, and in safety. Um, right now, that's far from reality. Uh, people just can't go home because it's just too dangerous. And these are the things that we, um, you know, we're all very much aware of what is happening in Ukraine, but not details like this, you know, and the severity, like truly the severity of it and the um the continuous impacts that are happening for individuals or families who are who are like i want to go home and they can't because you know for these purposes too it's just wild to me well i mean it's it's, it's the russians versions of slash and like they used to do the slash and burn of all the towns and so that mm -hmm. nobody would populate them and this it's their version of doing it yeah um Sweet. it's really sad yeah, the um, when we were at the meeting, there was a young lady who I believe is now the president of the club, and she showed a little video she shot on her phone where she and a friend, uh, actually two friends, shuttled an ambulance and an SUV to the front lines of Ukraine 
Uh, Lviv is on the far west of the country, and all the, the war is on the east side of the country and the north part of the country. Um, but um, anyway, it was just it was heart wrenching because they drove through community after community that were just shot up and like the community sign just being shot to pieces. I mean, what was, what would, what purpose would that serve? And she said that they had to, to drive straight through both ways. They could never pull off to the side of the road to take a break because if you pulled off, you could get blown up by a landmine. Um, and as another side note, the reason they took an ambulance is the Russians specifically target ambulances uh, which is against the Geneva Convention, but they specifically target ambulances because they know that they can get a driver, an EMT, and six soldiers in the back with one missile. And they go through, I believe it's uh, six ambulances every week uh, in Ukraine. So they have a dire need for ambulances. And we're not talking about the fancy kind that we see with the neon colors and the flashing lights. They just use box vans and sprinter vans with six welded uh, racks in the back to, to carry six soldiers but they still get targeted, um, and it's just it's horribly sad. It is. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm at a loss of words actually, hearing some of that impact, and it's just wild, wild to me. So as, as you know, we're we're getting towards the end here. Obviously, we'll, we'll find out more on the 16th on the on the program, and, and mm-hmm. well, not on the program, but on 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 the drones. People find out, and then after that, we'll send out updates. And you're hopeful, you think, within two weeks that this may may come to fruition, two to three weeks? Or what's the well, best case and what's the worst case on if it yeah. does, does yeah. get approved on so, the, as a humanitarian? That's a great, great uh, lead in here. The the I've been told twice in emails that the letters are going to be signed. This, this is both times on a Friday. The letters will be signed either today or, or Monday for sure. Well, those two dates passed. The last date was last Friday. And then I was told this month, this morning by someone that I actually believe and trust that uh, the letters did go out yesterday uh, to be signed by the um, ambassador in uh, Washington, D.C., the Ukrainian ambassador, because he has to approve the uh, this whole project before it can go to Rotary. And apparently it will take one week for that that ambassador to review everything, do the legal stuff and then finally, finally put a signature to it. And um, once that happens, then it'll go to ro- the Rotary president. That process, I'm guessing, could take a week. Um, I don't think it's as simple as just saying, hey, I'm going to rubber stamp this. I think it, you know, it's got to go through the board of directors and it's got to go through legal to be vetted by them. So uh, we're looking at probably two weeks before it becomes a Rotary project. And at that point, uh, the floodgates open and um, we need to get moving with, uh, with all this. And I guess the unfortunate thing for me is I'm going to be in Zimbabwe from the 14th to the 24th. So there's a possibility when this happens, I will be out of the country and unable to do anything. So, um, I, I you've delegated that to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So something, something I just thought about, John, sorry to interrupt is, um, have, you know, when this becomes, you know, a rotary project, that's us. Yeah you know, being futuristic. Have you considered going to the manufacturers directly? I mean, they're going to, they're, they've got to have excess surplus of these types of drones that oh, are yeah. no longer viable. Well, or I, I don't know no, if there's I, just an easy I, software. I yeah. I don't think that they do. And the reason is, is you can go on Amazon and find, you know, my old Phantom two or Phantom threes. 
uh, you know, for $400 or less and manufacturers, you know, they, they want you to buy a brand new air two or a Mavic or whatever. They don't want you to buy an old, old, old technology drone. In fact, it, it may be, um, illegal for them to sell something that's not remote ID equipped, knowing that that's going to sure. come out. I mean, you'd be really ticked off if you bought an old Phantom two and then found out you couldn't fly it. Oh yeah. So, um, and these drones are all, I think I bought one of them in 2018 and two of them in 2019. And the last one I bought in 2022 or 2021. So, um, back in the old days, they were, no one was even thinking about remote ID. So, um, and some of them may not be flying anymore. I mean, who knows? Um, but you're not going to, the manufacturers aren't going to help you buy an old drone. They want to, they want to put you in a new drone. So we have just a few minutes left and, um, I, hopefully my question isn't the last, last question, but, um, so I, my curiosity is when, when you went to this, um, rotary meeting in Ukraine and found out about what this high schooler had done for the drone footage, um, did, was there any conversation or, um, numbers statistically on like how that can, like shorten, yeah, period. like shorten the amount of time it would take to, clear um, to clear all of those mines out from Ukraine. Yeah, Kelly, that's an awesome question, uh, and that is a very important question. And um, I think it would it will it'll have a huge multiplying effect on clearing the landmines because think about you know how many Rotary clubs there are across the United States. If you just had Rotarians and just four people from each club went out into the community with the drone, think of how quickly you could clear a whole community, uh, you know, this way. And, you know, we're talking about we're hoping that we collect enough drones that we have thousands of drones so every community can have 15 or 20 drones. And, you know, the the Rotary Club there in Lviv uh, is going to train the people on how to do the mapping and how to to hand off the maps to the people who do the, the mine removal. So, you know, the more, the more we have, the, the faster we'll clear Ukraine of uh, these horrible mines. I mean, I got to imagine the magnitude of the help is. It cut down to a couple of years. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty significant. Right. And and the other deal is, you know, the government's so worried about, Oh, are you going to weaponize these old prosumer drones? The, 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 Common people in Ukraine want to go home. They don't want to yeah. send a, a hand grenade to to the, the front line that may or may not hit somebody. They want their front yard cleared to landmines. Right. So they desperately want these for landmine clearing. They don't want to send one hand grenade over you know over the front line. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, you know the idea that this is truly a, a humanitarian program you know, is irrefutable. Yeah, they could, someone could hijack a truckload of drones and do that, but they really, really, really want their lands to be free of, of landmines. And they know how many have been seeded and they know how many decades or centuries it's going to take to do it. So the more, the more we can send them, the, the much better off they'll all be. Absolutely. And we're yeah. so glad that we were able to like tell this story and, yeah. you we'll, know, we'll get updates out as we, we'll as get, we learn more. Yeah, and we'll get updates as we, as we definitely hear more john thank you so much for taking time i'm glad that we were able to get you on here quickly um to spread the word and share the information about um the impact that the drones can have and so thank you very much appreciate you thanks for joining us very much thanks for having me on your show thank you for tuning in to searching for service i'm kelly kirk i'm joe kirk and i'm chad larson 
You can. Um, it's time to stop searching and start serving. Thanks for listening. <laughs>